Welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries, featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Yes, we're off on another adventure. Ha ha. And, um, Dave? Uh, uh, yeah? Well, you... But, yeah, yeah, he wants me to apologise. Sorry, guys, um, I, I wasn't going to say this on the recording, but um, uh, I've got to apologise for keeping these guys waiting. Uh, I'm sorry about that, Ian. That's okay, Dave. Perfectly right. We, we accept your apology, and, uh, yes, thank you so much for apologising. It was, it, was, it was very kind of you. Good. Good heavens, this is a first. That's very civil of you, Ian. Oh dear. Oh dear, we've started already. <laughs> Mike, quick, save us. He's oh, going to start I... tooting next. Oh, no, not again. Well, I, I found this umbrella over here. It's, it says that it's going to be used in the show soon with this episode. I don't know. It's rather mm. colorful. Yes, rather like this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the reason I was late, guys, I mean, you know, on these commentary, I've been, I, I'm looking for a new hobby and, you know, beekeeping didn't work out this crystal therapy didn't work out so uh, i've just been on the lookout for a new hobby so I'm, i might get a little bit distracting sorry about that guys it's all right it's all right all right <laughs> so it's time to dispense with all the punnery and move forward tonight with our next commentary yes we've tried the uh the three doctors and it's time to pare it down a little bit and try just two so, we're off on an adventure with the Doctor, or with the Doctors, should we say, and we're going to be tackling The Two Doctors, one of my favourite stories. Of course, because it's the Sixth Doctor story, what do you expect? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Um, indeed. I don't know why we're watching The Two Ronnies. Oh, wait, Two Doctors. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> Phantom Rasby Blower of Old London Town. <laughs> Such a classic. And uh, just a note for everybody, uh, we will be tackling uh, the two Doctors in three episodes, uh, because each uh, of the episodes are uh, 45, uh, roughly 45 minutes long, so we'll be tackling each episode in a uh, single episode of our commentary, if that makes any sense to you. It makes very little to me. <laughs> so yes, this episode, we will only be tackling the first episode, so... Catch us on the next episode for the next episode and the third episode for... You get the drift. All right. So if you are already at home with your uh, official BBC copy of The Two Doctors, episode one at the ready, we shall begin in five, four, three, two, one, play. There we go. Beautiful, yeah. colourful star scene. There he is. My doctor. Good old sexy. Oh, I've lost my colour. Oh, hey, what's well, happened? One colour's gone too. 
they put they've done one of these things where they put the wrong recording on. BBC. Oh, hang on. Nice oh. transition. Oh, cool. Oh, what a classic. Yes, Graham Sheridan, I know you love this bit. <laughs> they had fun with this on the read through as well. These two kept cracking everybody up. Uh, uh, Jamie, of course, uh, the last time we'd seen him with the. Uh, the second Doctor was uh, the end of the War Games, and that was uh, aired in June in 1969. And here we are. This uh, this went out on the 16th of February 1985. So there he is, uh, what 16 years older than when he left, mm. but it still looks the part. We did see, uh, well, actually no, we didn't see Jamie. We saw. An apparition yeah. that uh, resembled Jamie in the Five Doctors. Oh, he was about to fall into that trap too. Wait, mm. he, we saw him in the Five Doctors. Oh wait, no, it wasn't. It was Same thing with Zoe. Yes. Ghost spirits. And one of the amazing things I was reading uh, about <laughs> this, uh, yeah, well. uh, this episode is um, the uh, filming was held up because uh, they forgot to take his wig. Um, now, obviously, this part was filmed in the UK prior to uh, Ian turning civil. <laughs> it's something <laughs> like that. Like... No? Statenheim so... remote control. <laughs> <laughs> They must have loved being together. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Andragum. Which is an anagram, I believe. Uh-huh. There's that word again. Yep, Robert Holmes. Robert Holmes. Gift? Oh, tax dodge. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Robert Holmes, uh, who's a vegetarian, uh, had written a ser- uh, the serials, uh, an allegory about meat eating. Of course, uh, the hunting and butchering of the Andragum, which is an anagram of... Uh, Gourmand, um, and this is elements from a, a project that he did um, that never, I don't think, actually came to fruition. An aborted project called the Six Doctors. Mm. Oh, running down the corridor, yeah, back and forth. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. This. I mean, they've gone straight into a second Doctor story. Mm. Uh, hello, now. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, that's they're going to have one of these where one TARDIS superimposes over another. I don't know what right. you guys thought. Uh, the maximum power woman. Yes. And her wig as well got uh, left behind. If you remember her uh, playing, uh, well, Ian will tell us all that sort of stuff, but yeah. that little bit of fringe you can see is her real hair uh, with the wig on top. Mm. Couldn't taste it, of course, because it was poison. Yes. I mean, like he said, it's his favourite story, one of his favourite stories. And I like it. I did feel as though this little first episode, because in actual fact, we're, as we're going to find out in a minute, we're going to see two stories be basically interleaved. Mm. Unofficially. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, our our, our um, paradox that we're doing, of course, completely on purpose, is um, we did the third uh, Dot story, Carnival of Monsters, and then straight afterwards we went backwards by doing the preceding story, um, uh, the Three Doctors, and of course we've just recently done Time Lash. Uh, and now we're doing the two doctors, uh, yes. the story that was just before it. So it's all very timely, wimey. Yes. Mm. Uh, oh dear. Sorry, you'll find I'm watching this. <laughs> Mega genius level. The only thing that bothers me that uh, about this is his glasses. I just hate those glasses. Yeah. All oh, right.
And of course, we had the reference already that um, they just dropped Victoria off, I think, because uh, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to make where's Zoe? Where's Zoe? And um, but this is um, uh, in a story where they just dropped Victoria off, not not to, at the end of um, where obviously J- Jamie leaves the doctor at the end of War Games, but this is this is placed before that. Um, and I'm trying to remember the story where um, well, it's just before Wheel in Space. Thank you. That's, that's the first one with Zoe. Right. And that was uh, Nicholas Farson who just got offed. And that's all we'll see of him. And that's all the credit we have for him. As technician on The Two Doctors. Oh, there's an idea. I could take up fishing. I could take up bird watching. <clears throat> and, oh, hey, there's that umbrella. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is the first time we see um, Perry in a two-piece since uh, Planet of Fire. Yeah. Don't know why I thought about that. <laughs> I did a lot of research on this bit. I'm sure you did. He's got spats there. Didn't notice that before. Uh, for those people who are not old enough to know, that's the um, the the dark reddish leather coverings over his shoes called spats. Yep. He's always had those. Is he? Yeah. Perhaps you don't usually see them as clearly as that. Pan fried in juices. Brown, Brugia, steeped in nectar. Sorry. <laughs> the, the other thing wrong with that, of course, if you want the best out of fish, you uh, you 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 cut them in the skin. <laughs> mm. Oh, sure, it's going to go in here. That's what I kept thinking. <laughs> I love the uh, atmospheric music in the background to make it sound like uh, an alien world. Breaking into comedy. (laughs) Very good. Very good handwork there to make it look like the fish is moving. (laughs) Really rather clever. And he had to do that in one take because then they had one model to throw back in. (laughs) Yeah. But I give a time check, and we're at twelve minutes already. So people are sighing relief now. They aren't. Ah, the Six Doctor is in it. I, ah, it is a Two Doctor story. Yeah. And if anyone wonders why I'm not covering much in the way of the cast, um, I'm taking my time. <laughs> Indeed. We've got three, three, uh, 45 minute episodes in which to, to, to cover the cast. Um, I'm concentrating on the extras uh, that we, we see at the moment. And it is interesting, too, to, to 
have another group, another race, uh, another set of people experimenting with time travel. You know, the, the Time Lords aren't the only ones with the, you know, with well, the technology. Again, I think also as well with the writer, apart from him being a vegetarian and having that as one of his agendas, there's a little bit of a political agenda here, you know, that, you know, if you're a nuclear power and you have nuclear weapons, it, it thinks, you think it's all right for you to have it, but you don't want any other countries to have it. Well, mm. in this case, the secret of time travel. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kettle calling the pot black. <laughs> He's got his head doing. <laughs> oh, it was a bit like me early today. Sorry, I was late again, guys. Take the wee kip. <laughs> He's no asleep. <laughs> Nicely done, Patrick. I, I still don't understand why they had to drug him. Well, I suppose it, it so it wouldn't be it was a slow acting poison, wasn't it? Really. Hmm. Huh? Ah, we recognise that little wand. Yep. Unlucky. I had Lucky. an umbrella like that. Oh, well. I did, actually. I had a wooden handle on. Right. Love that umbrella. You know, I think I might take up fishing if you get an assistant like that. Yeah. <laughs> Carry all your stuff. I mean, they gave... Paul Perry, some rather unusual costumes to wear. Oh, yeah. Hello. You know, I must have been affected, but this is must have been why I was sleeping today, Ian. I must have... My, no, alternate, my alternates were going. <laughs> that... Oh... Here we go. I think you should have a bigger, bigger dirt than that. Yeah. So this episode had two working titles uh, during production. It was called both The Crawlon Inheritance and The Endrigum Inheritance. Uh, some paperwork of the BBC had misspelled Crawlon as Craglon. Somebody miswrote, misread that second A. <laughs> Handwriting. You see, they handwrote everything back then or typed. Yeah. I don't know. Even in the future, Distillery wrote everything by hand. <laughs> As we'll find out a little bit later. Yep. Yeah, um, numbers a little bit low uh, from some of the uh, numbers we've been giving out on the commentaries recently. 6.6 million uh, viewed this on 
first airing. And as I said, that was in 16th of February, 1985. And it's uh, about three, three and a half years since we'd seen this actress on screen in the show that Ian will be telling us about at some later point. Yes. All right, so one thing I've been wondering as I've been watching this episode is the start of the episode, we saw the doctor, the second doctor, and Jamie in the console room. And so I was doing some research. Which console was that? Because that couldn't have been. That didn't really look like the second doctor's console. Turns out that, that console that they used back in the 60s for the second doctor and the first doctor, too, that had been ruined it had fallen apart deteriorated so the console that we saw that was the fifth doctor's first console first two seasons huh. that was so those fives console that we saw the, the, the second doctor using last time that console was seen was in this episode right so for those being nitpicky about consoles see they wanted to do a be a retro which is kind of amusing because mm. you know nowadays in Doctor Who being retro, like oh let's look back at the the, the roundels. And of course we didn't have a Houston Huddleston at this time yeah. to save the bridge. Yep. Yeah. And they didn't have the budget to rebuild the original console. I think this is a good aim because this is really when the Six Doctors fully formed, isn't he? He's uh, yeah. he's stabilised but still irritable. Uh, yeah. I felt I felt the poor Perry was the really. Uh, I think some people didn't like it because she was actually having to suffer an awful. She had to put up with an awful lot from him. Yeah. She gets really trudged and disabused. He has to wear the most ridiculous of outfits yeah. and revealing of outfits and yeah. figure hugging of outfits. Yeah, I think that's great of her there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got to the point where you almost wondered why she travelled with him um, because <laughs> she was getting no joy out of him at all. <laughs> I love that. Christopher Columbus shoots her own like glance. She had a lot that he had a lot of answer for. <laughs> Discovering America. <laughs> I'd never noticed that really until now that he does that look at her like you know what the answer for. Again, I won't steal Ian's thunder, but uh, Nicholas just 24 years old at this uh, stage. Mm. Actress. Uh, born the uh, 11th of October, 1960. I like that little headband. I think that works rather well. Exactly the same location. So some time has passed. You can... uh, that reminds me, I must go and wash the pots. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Although they never do quite say how much time has passed. Well, it's, at least, it's supposed to be at least three months, I would have thought, when you look yeah. at the state of things. Yeah. There's a line coming up I'd love. That's it here. Fruit soft flesh peeling from white bones. Very elaborately dressed set, that really. Good, good, good use of uh, moon music as well, Ian, as you were saying earlier, I think. Mm. This cameraman's getting all the good angles. Uh-huh. For the atmosphere, I mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But why is it still smoking if it... See, that's what uh, I don't understand. Yeah, that, that was... You're right. There's, uh... It's like the attack had just happened, but by the looks of the kitchen, it looked as if Yeah and Yeah, and if most of the place was powered down, it'd be like um in space it'd be down to about minus fifty, wouldn't it? Mm. If not lower. Well life support's still on. Yeah, but it's only sort of ticking along, isn't it? Mm. We need some voice to tell us what's gonna happen. Some help. We need some All right, so as I mentioned when we were talking about Time Lash, uh, of course, this entire season, 45-minute episodes, when it was sold overseas to America and Australia and other markets, uh, it, these 45-minute episodes were cut down to half-hour, 24, 25-minute episodes. And we're coming up on the American, quote-unquote, cliffhanger here momentarily. Now, you mean cut down? Do you mean... Divided split in half. Two, split in yeah. half, right. Okay. So what we have is a three-part episode would become a six-part. Right. Because that's the time slot they have for Doctor Who, half hour. <laughs> Not sure how many episodes it ended up being in New Zealand, whether they... Then cut it down to four, or she totally trips that. <laughs> <laughs> she tried stepping over it, but obviously it's not. That's right, distracting while he's trying to think. <laughs> Build up the pressure. And that would be end credits on the international version. Ah. Just as well they put a little cliffhanger in then. Yeah. Some, some time I would get all the duff jobs, huh? <laughs> uh, 
Um, just checking then, um, the 16th of February was a Saturday, so we, we are here in the UK on Saturday airings of the series still. Yep, because this was towards the end of Doctor Who, its original run, the BBC didn't really want to air it anymore, so they started doing all sorts of weird things with the scheduling. Mm. Yeah, the, the, it says here on the wiki page, during the transmission of this story, uh, the news that the series would be put on hiatus for a year was announced. Mm-hmm. This is one of All the right. episodes that came under fire, too, for the show being too violent. All right. Remember Vengeance on Varus? Mm. <laughs> hmm? The scene where the doctor supposedly pushed that one character into the acid bath. Right. And we established that no, that didn't happen. Which is funny because we have the the second doctor saying earlier, you know, uh, you know the uh, the time lords don't like violence. It's quite a brave move, this, this thing. We've got 45 minutes, um, and it's basically all set up, this whole story. <laughs> that cameraman's got a thing for Perry. Uh-huh. There you are, all handwritten. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I haven't been doing a lot of talking in this one. I've just been watching. <laughs> I have that habit when, when Colin's on screen. Who <laughs> we never actually get to meet. One would think that they... Uh, they got offed at dinner. Because <laughs> although uh, um, the Cats and Rhymer module makes it down to Earth, uh, Cats and Rhymer do not follow. Because we have another story with the Six Doctor where scientists are gathering. I think that was Mark of the Rani, wasn't it? Where... Um, George Stevenson was uh, was gathering uh, scientists together at one place. Yeah. So what I'm reading here, this is the last story in the original run of Doctor Who to be filmed on the European continent as opposed to the, the UK. Uh, this, of course, this is filmed out on location uh City of Death began that trend back in the Fourth Doctor's era. Arc of Infinity, Planet of Fire also continued it. The next time you would see a 
Doctor Who story filmed outside of the UK on, in Europe would be anyone have a guess? It's an easy trivia question. Fires of Pompeii. Ah, uh, of course, yeah. I mean, this was supposed to be set in uh, New Orleans, I think, the first time. There was supposed to be a lot of jokes yeah. about um, uh, America and so on. But um, Jokes about America. Yeah, and then they tried locating it. Uh, uh, they thought about doing it in Venice, but that was too expensive. And then the second, oh, no, this very civil answer. I mean, Seville was the answer. <laughs> Of course, Ooh. Doctor Who filming would return to Spain in particular with a town called Mercy. Right. Of course, I'm currently in two parts of Spain at this, this moment, Ian, because I'm also in Rioja at the same time. I'm uh, ah. drinking Hacienda Don Hernan, uh, Crianza Rioja, 2012. Mm. And I'm drinking a uh, Woodchuck hard cider. It goes by the name of Gumption. If a woodchuck could chuck wood, a woodchuck would a gum chuck chuck. Keep trying. Drink more, Dave. Drink more. <laughs> Drink more. Is that made of wood, that cat? The little cat symbol. Looks like it's carved out of wood there. It could be. I'd, I'd assume it was plastic, but there it almost looked like a little um, a fret saw cut out piece of wood. Yeah. Uh, let's give another time check. We're at um, 30 minutes and 40 seconds now. Give her a banana, that's right. And uh, we have a bananas long... Uh, yeah, bananas make lots of appearances in Doctor Who, are referenced. Yeah, that was uh, Stephen Moffat thing back in the Davies era. Every Moffat story in the Davies era had a bananas joke somewhere. I think maybe Blink didn't. Yeah, it was a nod to this. Mm. Yeah. He puts his arm around Perry and says, I know what I like. <laughs> I know what I like. And that is the Dunya Rana, played by Amy Delamain. Unfortunately, her, her appearance as well is quite short lived. Oh, okay. So I was talking earlier about how many episodes there were in this story. Uh, depending on how you count it, where it was marketed, this could be a six-part six part story, making it the last one six-part story they did. Uh, was it Armageddon Factor and the uh, Shada, which never made it to screen, were both six-part stories. This is also the, I think, the all, one of two three-part stories in Doctor Who that I can think of. Or the first one since the Planet of Giants in the first Doctor era, at least. So, numbers. Yes. Amy uh, Delamain actually had a very long career. Uh, started back on our screens in 1949 in the Bishop's Candlestick. Had appearances in Emergency Ward 10... The Avengers. Oh. Which has been Marvel. part of 
No, not that Avengers. Oh. <laughs> Morgan and Wise. The Peppermint Pig. The Professionals. Oh, I love the Professionals. Cat's Eyes. Oh! And an episode of Casualty. All right, Casualty. Da -da -da -da. It's been a while. It has. Another slight, very slight coincidence. I mean, uh, you might mentioned Planet of Fire a minute ago in uh, in reference to this. Um, in Planet of Fire, one of the actors was uh, Peter Wingard. It's Peter Wingard's birthday today, as we record. Uh -huh. He's uh, 80, 86. Uh, he played uh, Timonov. Um, and that's the story, of course, where Thurlow finds out about... Um, his his destiny. Yes. The great one. He has a very strange tattoo on his arm. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they borrowed the set from um, Top of the Pops, did they not? It, it actually reminds me of a, a Blake Seven episode. Um, I don't uh, know why. It was Nicola Bryant did say that on the commentary for this. They barred that from Top of the Pops. Ooh, I've got a good memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it probably had uh, Pam's people uh, strewn over it. <laughs> oh, they may have been called Ruby Slipper at the time. Ruby Flipper. That was the other name. I was thinking it's very. Uh, They've got to be very careful when they, they, they do outside film, especially in bright sunlight like this, because uh, it's very difficult to get the makeup right there with all these sort of uh, Andrigam spots on his face. Right. And it's true, you know, when they, um, you really do need um, to go to these places when you want that lovely light. Um, <laughs> so you can see your own hair the fringe there at the front right mm, yeah. since you've said that it's been bothering me <laughs> it's like it's now I can tell it's just like mm. very famously wore hair very short uh... yeah I mean, in Vincent and the Doctor, where where they film that abroad, the light is fabulous in that because uh, because Vincent and the painting, and I think there was one scene where they shot outside a church, and it looked really dull and dismal. And you think, well, they they had to do that as a pickup shot in the UK because the light looks completely different. Right. Yeah. You're right. It does look familiar. That, but it looks a little bit like um. A set from Blake Seven as well, because I mean something like that they would reuse. Right. Well, he never listened to her. The poor girl listened to Perry. I think she gets a bad rap, Perry. Um, 
Are you? Uh, Nicola Bryant, really, I should say. Oh. It was lovely seeing her. Um... Wow. At uh, the uh, Fab Cafe in Manchester when she appeared there. Uh, by the way, she's um, she's appearing soon. Um, in a few days, it's the 23rd of August as we record. The 29th to the 30th of August uh, this year, she's uh, appearing... Um, uh, where is she appearing at? Uh, the film and comic on in Bournemouth. Cool. And uh, also appearing there will be Colin Baker, lots of other people, Sophie Aldred, uh, from this Doctor Who, Sarah Sutton, uh, Camille Kadori, is it? Um, uh, Lala Ward, Dan Starkey, William Russell, Matthew Wardhouse, Louise Jameson, Katie Manning, oh, Terry Malloy. How about that lot then? Yeah. And that's just, that's just the um, the Doctor Who. Things. Uh, they've also got um, Robert England, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. We've got um, Robert Llewellyn from Red Dwarf, Dave Prowse from Star Wars. Um, it's interesting that uh, Llewellyn's there because I, I know they're doing a new season, new series of uh, Red Dwarf. Oh, yeah. Oh, John 11. Levine from Doctor Who's there as well. Cool. That's quite a list of people. Yeah. Yeah, this is, um, if you want to check it out, it depends on when Ian gets this up, but um, it's Bournemouth Film and Comic Con, or one word, dot com. And these ways find out about uh, what people are doing like this, because Nicola has her own website, www.nicolabryant, or one word, dot net. Yeah. Uh, Nicola will be attending on the Sunday only of the Bournemouth International Centre, Extra Road, Dorset. That Sontaran looks a little tall. Oh, <laughs> that, that was the worst part about this whole thing. Uh, apart from those two wigs not making it, this uh, lady's uh, dress that she was supposed to wear... Uh, which she didn't like. I think they had to send for new... Well, in actual fact, I think this was the scene that they had to do... Um, they'd sent them home and they had to come back, the actors, for this. They had to do a pickup. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> like watermelon. I do think it. I do think it was funny with this uh, actor here. Well, not the actor. The um, his his garb. He's got all these kitchen knives strung around him, but for some reason he's got a belt of bullets around him. Yeah. No oh, gun. it might be spices. Oh, the spices. Might be. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Dune. A good spice <laughs> rack, yeah. Oh, another hobby in. I could take up moth. Oh, I think I'd rather have butterflies, though, but you're right. Yeah. 
Just quite a nice little cameo, this guy. Yeah. Oscar Botcherby. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Stike. Uh, well, actually, no, Varl, who's uh, been seeing the the rather tall Sontaran, Tim, uh, played by um, Tim Renahan, who also played a Sontaran in a Fix with Sontarans, which was uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's not. Uh... Yeah. It's a special episode with, yeah. Um, Someone. Yeah. <laughs> and let me just add one more thing about that Bournemouth uh, thing, which is a fantastic event by the looks of it. Uh, Samuel Anderson, uh, Danny Pink is going to be there as well. So, oh. got a heck of a grouping there. Lost interest there, sorry. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, oh, Sylvester McCoy, did I mention him as well? He's there. Oh, and Bonnie Langford, did I mention she was there? No, you didn't. I mean, a heck of a. Well, you just caught Darth Skeptical's interest there with Sylvester McCoy, so. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Judge from Stargate and Jennifer Blank from Dark Angel. Wow, a heck of a grouping there. Didn't realise that was such a big event. Oh, John Lee, uh, John Leeson there as well. Excellent. I better shut that down so I'll keep looking at that. Uh, that's uh, Bournemouth. That's not far from the Isle of Wight. So it's, it's southern England, but crikey, that's a big event. Look out behind you. Oh. Still had fuse boxes in those days. <laughs> oh. Gosh, there's a lot of faint. Oh, that was very clever. Mm-hmm. Hello, what are you doing to our pet? What's Jamie's getting doing? his leg over. <laughs> <laughs> or, sorry, somebody's getting their leg over. <laughs> oh, dear. Lovely to see Jacqueline Pierce's name there. Wow. Saxon? Ah. Yes. Oh, Saxon. This is one you always sing to, isn't it? Yep. Catherine Davis makeup. Eric Sauer script editor. Producer. John Nathan Turner. Oh, it's a Moffat. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) And on that bombshell. (laughs) There we go, folks. That was part one of The Two Doctors. All this number stuff just drives me nuts. <laughs> we'll do a very, very brief wrap-up because we'll do our full wrap-up, of course, at the end of episode three. Uh, and I'll go first. Um, nice little opening episode. Uh, takes you by surprise by opening up with um, 
with opening up the second Doctor. You know, you'd expect that being a Colin Baker episode, that you know the first Doctor you would see on the screen would be Colin, but they surprise you all by starting off with uh, Pat Troughton's Doctor, which is a really good sneak up. And then the whole going from um, black and white into color, beautifully done as well. Uh, bit of a slow kickoff on this one. Um, does a does a nice job though of establishing the storyline. Uh, would have been better if we got to see maybe Katz and Reimer uh, working on their module uh, before they went off to dinner. <laughs> uh, but we get the general gist of it. Uh, things I didn't quite like were uh, the very very tenuous reason for the Doctor going. Uh, well, for uh, my doctor going to uh, going to the space station um, because he's being put to death, uh, or at least thinks he's being put to death because Jamie saw it. Uh, yeah, doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me. But what do you do? Uh, apart from that, I love it the bits. Um, it's got uh, my doctor being quite brainy and and saving the day numerous times, uh, so you know what can you do? And, and and Nicola Bryant looking lovely as ever. So yeah, Mike. All right, so a few notes here. Uh, early in the episode, we saw the second Doctor encounter a Santaran, which means previous from what we've seen previously, uh, what the Time Monster was the the first. That was the first Ansaran story. There was a third Doctor story. This means that, oh, hey, suddenly the, the Doctors met them at an earlier point, which I think in that story the third Doctor said he recognizes the Santarans. Mm. So could this be, you know, he's met him here or, you know, somewhere else? Who knows? Um, it's interesting the way this story started. Uh, this is the third uh, multi-Doctor story they've done. We've already, by this point in the show's run, they've, they've done the two Doctors, uh, sorry, the three Doctors and the five Doctors. Both of those were anniversary stories of sorts. Uh, the tenth season, and then the, uh, the we had the, the what's the twentieth? Was it the twentieth anniversary special? Was uh, the the five doctors? I believe so. Yeah, twentieth season. So those were anniversaries. This one, twenty second season. So it wasn't really an anniversary, a major anniversary of any sort. It was just sort of there in the middle of season twenty two. And the way that it, it's the reason I mention this is because those two stories, uh, the three doctors started off as uh, a third doctor adventure. It, we had the the, the the third doctor was the first doctor that we saw in that story. Uh, the five doctors started off with a, a clip from uh, the Dalek the Dalek invasion of Earth at the end of that when the, doc, the doctor is saying goodbye to Susan. This one starts off as we mentioned starts off as a as if it were a second Doctor story, which would have been... I could just imagine how odd that would have been, and even now in Doctor Who, to start off with a, going into a story with a Doctor who is not our current incarnation. The modern series hasn't even done that. Uh, totally so it, do it. Huh? Should totally do that. That would be cool. Yeah, that would. Uh, you know, so many people want Palm again back on Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Start off with a... With an eighth Doctor story in progress, but yeah, that was a neat change to the to the the formula here, and uh, it was neat to see. So it was, and again, it was neat to see uh, Patrick Troughton back as the second Doctor, and Fraser Hines back as Jamie. It was fun. Good first episode. Alrighty, Dave. 
Yeah, and I will be brief. Yeah, as as Mike said, because um, this is before they they met Zoe in uh, Wheel of Space, and the story which um, Victoria well, actually, left. Actually, actually, uh, th- there was a st- uh, that timing. The, the the device the Doctor had, it said to, to, to that remote control that he had. It's this, and he's on a mission for the Celestial Intervention Agency. This takes place between t- War Games and Spearhead from Space. Oh, right. I was going to say, because Victoria um, left him for the deep, but uh, that's a bit of a coincidence. Celestial Intervention Agent, see? Did that become a podcast called CIA? Did that become a podcast called uh, Cult Cult of Audio? Audio. Did Mm. that become a podcast called (laughs) The Cult of Uh, Collective? And then, I believe, it's still available as the uh, Random Vortex now. Yeah. With a hundred plus episodes of uh, Ian and yours truly uh, yeah. at the helm. Definitely. Yep. Um, I think actually it, it pulled this story off well. I mean, I can't imagine how I'd have followed this if it had been broken into two, you know, shorter episodes. Because basically you've got two parallel stories going on in, in rather large chunks. Because um, you know, you you're in one story before you you suddenly wrench think, hang on a minute. There's this other story going on, and then you just settle into that, and then whoop, you're back to the other one. So, um, uh, really, it was quite a difficult trick for them to pull off, and I don't know how well that would have worked in smaller chunks. But the whole episode really is setting up uh, what, as we've Ian's already told us, is a three-part story. Um, but what I've seen so far is great. Uh, it, it it shows both the strengths and weaknesses of, of filming on location because. Um, Continuity can be an issue with the, you know, changing, you know, something may have been filmed, you know, a couple of months before or after the previous scene. And of course, some of the problems that you can have with the, with makeup and uh, the change in light. But um, so far, so good. All right. Well, next episode, we'll be covering episode two. So join us for that. Until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, Six Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. There's more than one way to cook a cat. And I'm just going to get a train over back to Rioja now.